and welcome to another episode of my show. That's not how I introduce things, but you know, I rarely do anything right here on this channel. No. Uh, hi, how you doing? We we got to we got some talking to do tonight. We are talking about Scream Six. That's what we're doing. Let me actually pull that up real quick. I probably just destroyed, demolished this uh, TikTok live. I don't understand how TikTok live stream works at all. It's just not. It's just. It's over. It's over my head. It's over my head. Um, instead, I gotta fix this over here. Uh, I am super excited to talk about this tonight. I know I say I'm excited at the beginning of every episode, but it's because I am. I legitimately am. Uh, because, I, you know, when it comes to talking about Scream, there are few few individuals who share my enthusiasm for this franchise as my friend Mark does. So I'm very happy to have him. He's in the digital green room right now. I guess I can't stream to my personal Facebook page anymore. It just does not do that. So whatever. It's whatever. It's not a big deal. Um, but I'm very happy to have him here tonight. We're doing a, a double fister, actually, because right after this, I'm jumping over to his channel, and we are talking Leprechaun. He has a podcast called Release Release No Release Date Rewind. Woo, that's a tongue twister. Say that five times, please. And uh, we actually have some of his stuff on our channel. Uh, Mark was so uh, gracious to uh, extend the offer to put it up on our channel. I'm thinking in my head, I'm like. You know, if he's on YouTube, he's got to start putting this stuff on his YouTube channel, which I'm sure he's doing. He'll 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 talk all that. He'll explain it to us. In any case, we both watched the Scream Six trailer. I've talked extensively about Scream Six, but now that we've seen the trailer, there's actually reason to to speculate. And I just I can't think of any better person to do it with. So without further ado, here's my friend Mark J. Parker. He's a filmmaker. He's a podcaster. He does casting. He's a he teaches acting. He's an actor himself. Guy is a friggin' renaissance man. Okay, without further ado. Hey, what's That's up? That's so buddy? nice. Hi, How Jeff. So good hey, to be here. Back. So good to see you. I got my little yes. ghost face. This is ah, technically, <laughs> it's technically like a, a tiki cup, but I just put remotes in it down here in our little sure. like, movie theater basement room. But uh, I brought ghost face. He's with us. And you know I'm it's so funny happy to thing be about here with the you. Tiki, funny thing that you, that you bring that up about the tiki thing. I have a Chewbacca tiki mug. And I hesitate to drink any liquid out of it because yeah. it's just not for drinking. It's yeah, it's not it's really. a decoration, right? It's, it's like a decoration. You, you I could totally like, agree. You could put pencils or a ruler yes. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like it's too nice to it's a container. possibly. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't want to put that. There are certain things. It's funny too. I had the same thing with mugs. I'm very careful with certain mugs that I drink out of because I don't want to put them through the dishwasher too many times. I got to oh, be yeah. careful. Oh yeah. So you know, there's that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um. To update before we jump in, before we dive in, I just want to know: Have you? Are you? You are fully on YouTube now with release date rewind, or are so, you? Good question, because you are the YouTube king. I am so impressed with <laughs> all of your work. I mean, because you know, this is a job, and you have other jobs, and you're a filmmaker as well, and all that stuff. You. So you're busy, but so so yeah. My show is mostly still a podcast, but um, last year in the summer, it became a video show as well here in southern maine on local tv and on portland media center's youtube awesome. page so so awesome. video of of my episodes does go on youtube as well it's not my own it's right. theirs um which i which is kind of cool i mean we're not sure. even near anywhere of like you know monetization yet it's still kind of a new thing they're doing but i can at least say like yeah it's also sort of like a little bit of a talk show you know youtube thing sure. so 
Yeah. So sure. you can see both, but you can see and listen, whatever, whatever's your preference. I'm still more of a listener personally. Sure. You know? Sure. Yeah. I, I don't see, I, you know, I, I know several friends who do podcast type shows and they're, they're always recording. Here's the thing. It's like, if you're recording to zoom in the first place where you actually have video of the recording in my mind, the logical next step is like, why don't just dump it on YouTube, put it on totally. your own YouTube channel. It's and so smart. Yeah, but you're not the only one who doesn't do or has who has not mm. made like it's this is a very common thing. And I'm always trying to push push people yeah. unsolicitedly push people to do this <laughs> thing that they don't need to do. I just for some reason want to push people to do well. It, so. You you've had success with this, you know how it goes, and you I know, have. and Thank I you. first of all, Jeff, I'm so impressed. I didn't even know TikTok can do live stuff. I I just wow. learned it recently myself and good for you. I, I'm I'm still exploring the TikTok space. I, the reason here's the honest reason why I'm on TikTok is because it's the same reason why I'm on Instagram a little bit. Although I do I do enjoy both. I enjoy the content, but yeah. it is it has helped me to stay media literate. It helps me yeah. to learn the vernacular, the colloquialisms. Even if I don't yeah. use them, it helps me to be enlightened, and I like that. So that's why and that's why I'm on Twitter because that's where I get all my news from. So it's like totally. you know. It's like, you know, that's the thing. It's like we can get news from, you know, people are struggling in today's day and age with 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 legacy media. And, you know, we've we've had we've seen this over and over again, this narrative of like how legacy media is all about uh, sensationalism for views and clicks and blah, 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 not really reporting the news. And that's why I kind of like Twitter, because it's like break fast, light speed information. Mm -hmm. And it's information that's being verified by so many people all at the same time, yeah. um, which is different than, say, Facebook. I don't know. I, I just think it's a I think it's a good thing. But I'm still surprised we even still have Twitter. I thought by now it was going to explode or implode. I right? thought it was going to implode, too. It's and still and, here. Well, I just want to say that a lot of my a lot of my comments are a pre Elon Musk Twitter are, are yeah. related to pre Elon Musk Twitter. Twitter has been going downhill since elon musk has oh, acquired yeah. it and yes i thought it was going to be destroyed too i stopped putting as much effort into twitter once yeah. that blue verified checkmark thing started to happen because i'm going what the hell is the point like honestly what is the point right of yeah. uh, if you're just going to be if you have to pay if you have to pay to play then i don't want to pay I you, play. Did you have the blue verified check? No, fuck no. Okay, I was gonna say, wow, yeah, because now you have to pay a monthly fee to have it or something crazy, right? Like, okay, we, that's just who whoever does that is. Sorry, but that is some triangle of I sadness, like agree. dumb shit, right there. Did you so, see yeah. triangle of sadness? By I the way, just we I'm, just watched it on New Year's Eve. Year. Wow, movie Jeff. of the year. So after after White Lotus and now Triangle of Sadness, I mean, I am all for the oh, vacations dude. from hell, the elite. Dude, White like, Lotus, oh. holy oh, shit! I amazing. love White Lotus. Yeah, and I thought also, season one was great, but season two somehow was even better. They're both oh. they're, and you know what's so funny? They're so subtle. Like it's not like yeah. these big epic things are happening. It's just all like relationship character stuff. I just want to oh, yeah. say you don't have this problem. I have this problem mm. uh, about okay. So there's like this new thing on on YouTube. We cannot curse. I don't, you're oh, not a cursor sorry. anyway. No, oh, you didn't man. curse. I was the one who cursed. I well, was I, who I think I said S-H-I-T, but sorry. You okay. might have, but I, I I dropped a couple F-bombs. So like, oh, I, but I just, I, I, I now, notice. like I told, I said to myself before I even get on the show, you got to tell every guest that they're, they have to wow. be careful. Yeah. Cause they will, uh, they will demonetize your video now for cursing. <sighs> straight up, straight up. You just Come cannot on. curse. I know All it's right. hard enough to make a buck, uh, but that's, listen, 
That's not a, a slight on you or anything because I don't think yeah. you even cursed. It was I'm just saying I, I realized yeah. that I, I I caught myself in the middle of, of doing that. Also, you have to see the menu if you have not seen I'm, the menu. I'm so glad because yeah, I feel like that's the third other you know, movie of the year. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, you know, <laughs> yes. and with with white the white lotus effect, the elite getting, you know, yeah, like yeah, yeah. Or it's all yeah. that that's the theme. That's the theme of 2021, right? <laughs> 2022. Sorry, 2022 is what I meant to say. Um, right. Okay, let's talk about we got we got to dive into this because we're already at eight minutes. Because I, you, oh, yeah. as you said, we would effortlessly, oh, talk, <laughs> go, yeah. just go gab and gab and gab. All right, oh, so yeah. so just a little uh, a little thing about Scream Six. We knew Scream Six was coming. You know, riding on the success of Scream Five. Mark was my guest for my Scream Five episode, uh, and a year we ago, went right. Yeah, that was about a year ago, and we we man, we dived deep. We talked about. Scream so five is almost as long as the movie was. Like we really <laughs> yep. just 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 cut into it. And um I think I know Mark had problems with the movie. I had problems with the movie. And one of the main a couple there were a couple of main takeaways. And since Scream Five has come out, we've now learned that um our our, our dear lovely goddess uh Nev Campbell, aka Sydney Prescott is yeah. uh sitting this one out rightfully so rightfully yeah. so that was hard news that was over the summer and yeah. I, I was i remember being in my kitchen i was standing there and i was like oh wow you know yeah yeah well, i mean i've gotten over it i think i'm okay with too. it I'm, you know? I'm okay with it now because as long as we have gail you know and i know kirby is back you know we have both courtney cox and now hayden panettiere so i mean because because like you and i have said Jeff, what we do yeah. like about these sequels, obviously they will never be as good as one and two. I recently rewatched two for its 25th anniversary and man, that is an amazing sequel. Yeah, dude. But at, at least it is nice. I have to say it's like the before sunrise, before sunset, before midnight trilogy, <laughs> yeah. which I want another one of those. I really do like seeing my friends again. And I remember you agreed. Sure. It's nice. So at least we have some friends returning and of course people from five, you know, but I'm talking about, you know, some of the oldies. Right. So yeah, it's a bummer about Nev, but you know, maybe seven. We'll see. Do you think you know, she's done for good? What happened was, and for anybody who's not familiar, they, you know, they were make doing their negotiations for, mm. they're doing their negotiations for the new movie. And they um they lowballed her from my understanding they lowballed yeah. her in in a very insulting way remember she's been there for five movies and for them to say you know for them to not give her what what is due to her mm -hmm. and i'll tell you there might be a little bit i don't want to say that there was any lead piping like nancy kerrigan lead piping but like the fact that that courtney cox is a executive producer let's talk about it okay yeah, that's you... interesting. That's I, I well, I I want makes me wonder if behind the scenes that there might be. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. <laughs> oh, hi, Mark. Hello. <laughs> it makes me wonder. Uh, that's our that's our sponsor, um, uh, RiotStickers.com. Sharpie Riot in the house. No, uh, it makes me wonder if there is some bad blood. I am so glad. Movie. I'm so glad you're talking about this, Jeff, because also, like, I know this kind of came out this week. I saw a couple weeks ago someone had posted, or maybe it was on this actual official website. It said her name as an EP. I figured they all were EPs on the last one because that's nope. so common now, but it's not. Right. It, it, they weren't, I should say. But here's what I'm thinking, and I know some fans in the various Facebook groups that were part of the Scream groups uh, – um, are thinking like, oh, you know, that's shady. I, I have a feeling, and maybe, I don't know, I'm an optimist, but Courtney Cox is a very smart 
person. I yeah. have a feeling she is you can't be around this long and be that awful as an actress. So right. I just have this feeling you can get away with it. Unfortunately, if you're an exec or all that stuff, but as an actress like her, I mean, she's got so many followers. She's so funny. I just right. have this feeling she got that credit because a, she's smart. She might've, I know apparently on the last film and I forget if we talked about this, Jeff, apparently she was very vocal and was constantly saying, sounding a little bit annoying that like oh this is this isn't what Wes would have wanted you know so she was kind of their oh, guide really? yes oh, I, I did read that. that somewhere that she was constant and and I guess when hopefully no hopefully everyone's seen five if you're seeing this but do it's we, been a year man yeah spoilers I mean, if you haven't seen it I mean come on let, let, let's but see. you know do we Dewey gets it, unfortunately, but it was definitely time for at least one of them, and he was the one to get it. And she had even said, like, let's re let's shoot it a different way so that we can see in test audiences, you know. So she was very vocal. So I have a feeling this whole EP thing came a while ago. And so they just agreed. And also, I wouldn't be surprised if Courtney Cox, once she heard the news about Nev, if she was like, yeah. wait a minute, Nev, let me get you on the phone. Girl, what's going on? Let's talk right. it through. I'm doing it. I would like you to like those two. I just feel like are partners. I don't think Courtney. I Cox do is too, man. Lady, she's not, I don't right? think she's. I don't. I don't want to believe that she's like that. I just can't. Yeah. I'm just trying to understand a world where she's an EP and her friend is getting like, I know, you know, lead piped, and that she's not like yo. If she walks, I walk because we've done five screen movies together, we've known each other for three friggin' decades almost. Like yeah. it's kind of it, like it's kind of crazy. It is kind of crazy. You bring up a good point. And I do feel like, I don't know if we'll ever get it, but we right. do need her or someone to like really talk about what happened. Cause they've talked about it here and there. We know it's about money. The directors I know have said like, Oh, it was devastating. And apparently the script really had to change. And if you remember when they were shooting the oh, summer really? six, yeah. They, yeah. They recently, I forget where I read that, but apparently it was like a devastating change to the script. I know there are different theories. Was it one scene? Was it two? Apparently it was only a few days. And I guess that's why they lowballed her. But um, apparently, I, I do remember when they were shooting in like June in Montreal for six, they were supposed to start on like a Monday and they postponed it like three or four days. And that was most likely oh. because they had to revise the script. So I also have this feeling that, I don't know, I just feel like Courtney's on the phone with Nev and then she's in the meeting with Kevin Williamson and the directors right. and the writers. Right. And she might've just been part of the revision of, well, okay, how do we do this without Sydney? So oh, maybe that's why she got her EP. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Or, 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 uh, I, listen, this is really giving Courtney Cox the benefit of the doubt here. <laughs> or what happened was Courtney Cox was like, this is, this is messed up. I'm going to walk. Oh. And they're like, look, don't walk. What's done is done. We'll make you an EP. And Courtney Cox was like, okay. You it. might have totally cracked the code because Courtney, again, is smart. She knows, oh, this might look bad for me because everyone right. loves me, but everyone loves Nev. Because I don't remember fans, her being an right? EP was not like that was not on Front Street until like that no. had to be. I, I want I want to believe I, that's what I want to believe. That, you know, I don't know. Like that's or at least I should say that's the only other sort of conclusion that I could come to that really makes sense for their relationship for what yep. I know about Courtney Cox and what, you know, seems to make sense, you know, for, and, and, you know, God bless Nev Campbell for having that kind of respect. All of that stuff aside, when we were last spoke about this, I was saying, and I think you might've said it too, or maybe we agreed about it that, you know, at this point, like I don't need 
them mm -hmm. in my screams anymore. But it lends itself also to a bigger question that I want to pose to you next. Just to finish this thought, I don't need them in, like, you got these new characters. Look at what we, look at what happened to Jenna Ortega in the year. Oh my God, what a year. She, imagine if that had happened before she signed on to do Scream 6. Holy hell. They probably right. got her for such, I mean, she, they're yeah. really posed to do, um, to do some really tremendous stuff because they probably locked her in at whatever her rate was and opted her for a sequel. She's blown up, so she has that star power. And mm -hmm. I have a feeling that we're slowly going to see her shift to the center character. It's going to shift in this one big time, and then it's going to move over to seven. It's going to be all about Jenna Ortega. And, you know, they'd be smart to do that. She's got the draw now, man. I mean, oh, yeah. And also, it's just good storytelling. I would love if in Screen sure. 6, Sam, Samantha, played by Melissa Barrera, I would love, because I know she's sort of our lead, right? I would love if she well, gets a, a Randy-esque uh, killing in the middle of the movie. Or, right? or even better, what I, okay, that's okay. That's good. How about this? Hmm. Two sisters who are already, you know, sort of divided by their lineage, right? Because Sam has a different father from, yeah. from Jenna, right? And mm -hmm. her father was uh, uh, the, one of the evilest men on the planet. And if she slowly morphs into the antagonist a la Star Wars prequels and turns into, you know, it's Anakin versus Obi-Wan Kenobi, you have oh, yeah. Jenna Ortega versus Melissa. And that would be far more interesting because here's, and that actually folds right into this question I was wanted to ask you. Ooh, here's okay. the biggest issue with Scream, even bigger than bringing back the legacy characters. And the problem with bringing back legacy characters is this. When you put a legacy character to bed, and we talked extensively about the arcs. Guys, go check out the episodes that Mark and I have done. We've done two Scream episodes, and they were really mm -hmm. freaking good. Dive really deep. Um, you know, uh, 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 Sidney Prescott and Dewey and Gale, their arcs were complete. They were put to bed. And every time you take them off the shelf, you were unraveling all of the work that was done in the previous the story work, the character work that was done in the previous films. Leave it alone because you devalue mm. what has come before. Dewey survived every single movie only to be killed in the fifth movie is, is BS to me because it's like, dude, like, so what? It's like, why do we care? Then why are we so happy that he survives at the end of two? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. It's like, it, it like takes away if you are one of those people that like, can't stop after a certain one. Maybe for, for you, you're like, oh, my, my screams end after scream too. But for those people who, where that's not the case, it's like, it's like, oh, well, he eventually will, you know, bite, bite the dust. So what does it matter? It like takes away from, mm. you're taking away from it. You're undoing that's it. Interesting. That's interesting. I mean, a yeah. lot of people had that problem with Star Wars, you know, they had the problem with Luke Skywalker's character. Like, the fact that that episode eight kind of devalues what happens in the original trilogy because we know what's going to happen. I don't know that, that there's that there's that aspect. And then the other aspect is that you with the having the legacy characters keep coming back is that they lean too heavily on them or they just like we don't need to see. We don't need to see what's going on with the legacy characters. You need a constant that's not predicated on the legacy characters. And that's Scream's biggest issue. And that's the big meaty question here is what makes Scream scream without Sidney Prescott? If you just keep having these ghost faces, it's like, it's so like, yes, we're suspending our belief, 
but it's like, it's like, how much belief can you really suspend? How many coincidental, I mean, it just gets, it just gets ridiculous mm. after a while. You need, you know, part of why, why Halloween and Freddy Krueger and all those things work so well is because the killer is the constant. Yeah. The, the killer always comes back and that is the driving force of your thing. If you're, if your lead is your driving force, if Cindy Prescott is your driving force and she defeats the ghost face every time you have to come up with a really implausible way, or, you know, you have to try to find a plausible way to bring back this copycat. How many copycats are there going to be for the same person, for the same people? How many times, five times in a row? Right. You know, and I, I was complaining. I was saying after screen three, I'm like, why doesn't she carry a gun at all times on her person? It's like, right. she should have a gun at every, every, like she should be the best target practice person. She is the reason she is the sole exception to the rule of like concealed carry. Like, being yeah. Illegal. <laughs> oh, totally. Like, like that's the re- like all those wackadoo reasons why. Oh, we need to have guns on our person, and you know yeah. they're kind of wackadoo. And it's like, no, like I legit need to have a gun on me because people are always trying to kill me. <laughs> right, right, yeah. And it is funny because like I, I that's why you know I like moments in four, and we've discussed the franchise. And four has one of the most fun motives. Right, four was a mistake in that. We brought the the legacy three back and they were all pretty much front and center, especially Sydney when she probably should not have been so front and center. Right. 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 And, and, you know, she wrote a book and she's not carrying the gun. Like that could have been the Linda Hamilton, Sarah Connor moment for Sydney is, you know, and, and I feel like we got it. A, she could have become right? a Sarah Connor character for sure. Which 100%. maybe might've been better. I don't know. It just kind of seemed like, okay, that was what, 11 years after the previous one and right. not, they weren't really all that different. And I think that for just Sydney sort of Prescott be, be <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know. I think four was just um, the strangest one probably because uh, it just it, the the layout with bringing everyone back and and having them just kind of do the same thing uh, at least five and we have our problems with five but five they at least truly are supporting even if it feels a little on Nev's part it feels a little uh, lukewarm but right. yeah right. which and now but, that brings us to Scream Six yes so now that brings us to Scream Six we're and in the city. Yeah. What's in well, yeah, I have to just say, Jeff, I yeah, just have to ahead. tell everyone, I don't I'm not gonna sue, but I mean my scream <laughs> fan film that came out a year ago, this I released true. it is set in New York City, guys. So I mean, true. I didn't have any cool shots of the city because actually it was just shot in Portsmouth, New Hampshire. But I mean it's set in a production office in New York City. So I'm just saying yes. my film came first. So check that out on YouTube. But no, I I link I, is in the description, guys. And for those oh, of you thanks, on TikTok Jeff. right now. Go to YouTube where we are live. You could actually hear the other half of this conversation that you were missing out on because I don't know how uh, <laughs> TikTok live works. But we're talking about Scream 6 over on YouTube, the Fromus YouTube channel. Link is in my bio. Sorry. Yes. People... <laughs> That's, they're, like, they're like, are you just practicing something? Are you just talking to yourself? Right. But, but no, I have to say, Jeff, one great thing, though, about them copying my idea. I'm just happy we are not in Woodsboro anymore. I don't think we yeah. need to go back there Which for a while. Which is what you said. You said yes. you were like, we need to get out of Woodsboro. You were, that was a big thing for you. Because obviously one and then four and five, but even right. three on that Hollywood set, it's in Stu's house. I don't want to go anywhere near Stu's house. We've been, right. we've, 
we have explored Woodsboro. So it's we're so done. nice to do what two house. did. Now we're following people to college in a whole different area. And, a, exactly. and how cool this city. I hope we get some fun, like dress to kill. 80s. Oh, we're going to get, we're going to get, they're going to do some, first of all, obviously. So in the trailer, we have, we have them on Halloween night and people are dressed yeah. up as Interesting. Ghostface. What do you think is, about it? maybe being set at Halloween time. That's a bold I, move. Well, that's what I think they, that's what I think they've done. By the way, just to say, I am really happy or I am looking, I'm actually quite looking forward to Scream 6 because <laughs> now that all, now that Dewey is gone, unfortunately, and you didn't need Dewey to die, but now that Dewey is gone, Nev, uh, Sydney Prescott is, is both fortunately and unfortunately gone because really, what would I have wanted her to be in Scream 6? Just a cameo, just a little, that's it. So now we yeah. have our characters. We have Melissa. We have uh, Jenna, and uh, we got the the, the, twins, the twins that survived. And they're in New York City on Halloween, and people are dressed up as Ghostface. And I have a feeling it's we're going to have a lot of sort of confusion. You have the Halloween parade on West Avenue, yeah. right? That's going to be that's going to be something else. You have. Um, you know, they're pro I don't know why, who knows why they're there, but here's my big head scratching question hmm. in that does here. Okay. First big question. Does seeing all of these ghost faces on Halloween trigger Melissa's character to unlock the stew, the, the Billy Loomis psychosis within her causing her to be a proper constant ghost face, because that hmm. would be interesting. That's your foot ledge into having a reoccurring, Ghostface instead of killing off Ghostface at the end of every single screen movie. Yeah. What do you well, think? Well, that was the original plan for four, five, and six was, um, what's her name? Jill. Emma Roberts right. was, right? right. And Kevin Williamson has confirmed that. He was on a Sydney's podcast. Sydney's cousin. Yes. yes, Sydney's cousin was actually really going to survive and go to college. And she, we know her secret, but there's a ghost face that also right. kind of knows her secret. So I would love if they copy that. I don't know if they if they would have the the balls to just do something that has already been uh, explained to us. But Where else are they going to go with it? And I got to tell you, they were, they were going up and down about like, Oh my God, scream, scream five. I can't believe they cracked the code. They figured it out. And it was just total. It was, it was kind of BS. I was kind of like, what did they crack? They didn't crack anything. I mean, it's just, it's just more of the, it's more of the same. I couldn't believe the, the motivation. So it's like, I, I, yeah. I'm, I'm very apprehensive about giving them. Mm, the, I hear you the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. Oh, I don't think they cracked a code. I think it was just a tastefully done, a good, scary, entertaining. Um, it was entertaining. Yeah, it was there was entertaining. a lot of great entertaining moments in it. And, and I think Gail and Dewey had some really nice emotion between them. Right. And, you know, it was a nice, you know, but, but like I said, enough with Woodsboro and honestly enough with the third act party. Because even yeah, my husband, Greg, when we were it. watching it, we're like, oh, my God, another party, and especially another party right. in Woodsboro. Uh, keep in mind, everybody, there has been a party at the end of every movie except for my favorite sequel, two. Two. Yes, there is a sorority yeah, the, fraternity yeah, party, sorority where, party where the boyfriend, but we're there for 10 seconds. The drama's in the car right. with Sydney and her roommate. Then it's on the stage. So yeah. I'm hoping that this whole Halloween um party stuff i mean that should be the opening get the party out of the way in the beginning then I no agree. party or have it be the constant have it be hmm. halloween they are on a trip in new york city they're surrounded by ghost face and something is going on and how do you again how do you show 
that full character shift because they alluded to it in Scream 5. And you wouldn't start going there. Why introduce us to Billy Loomis's daughter if she is not going to eventually be mm. taken over by the psychosis? It's the it's literally the only possible thing. And the truth of the matter is, I mean, they've created this incredible way, you know, whether he looks goofy or not, they've, incre- they've created mm. this incredible way for Skeet Ulrich to return again and again as Billy's ghost, which I thought was, you know, rather creative, considering that you have to have some sort of connective tissue to the original scream in some kind of way. Dewey's gone, Sydney's gone, Gail, I don't even know why is Gail, like how is Gail going to show up? And of all the people, yeah, sorry, sorry. go go ahead. Well, I was going to say, okay, so everybody, this, I guess this isn't copywritten because I'll tell you and I'm not part of the movie, but my (laughs) idea, my idea for, for the New York set scream so we've established gail is a new yorker which makes sense i don't know if she ever was but it makes a lot of sense late in life for her to be a new yorker because she's that kind of girl and i hope we get i hope we get that sassy gail back because we didn't get much of her in five and i'm ready Mm -hmm. for the sass right but so she has a morning talk show big successful talk show and i'm hoping and i know she says at the end of five i'm not going to write a book another book on these killers like i have with every other killer i'm going to write a book about dewey so I am oh. hoping that can't you just like picture it? I think it would. I mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm out of out of it, but I think this would be sick. She has the returning Woodsboro, uh, you know, survivors on her show. They are celebrating Dewey, oh. a hero. You just and, knocked it. You just fucking. Right? And yes. she has she has yes. Kirby back. Reveal. Oh my gosh, this girl Kirby, you're from Woodsboro. Yeah, hi Woodsboro. That she. It's an Thank you. It's a it's an Oprah special. Gail's in the middle. She's got maybe Gail has like a Samara weaving because she's in the cast. Maybe Samara weaving is like her number two co-host and there's some fun, you know, Jennifer Jolie, Parker Posey stuff going on. Not too much because Scream 3 we know is a little much. But so she has the survivors um, and oh, they're talking about fan of this. Oh, oh, guys, I could I'm going to try to say this as quickly as possible because I don't want to take up. But um, so she's got she's got the gang and they're talking about their experiences. It's a little bit of, you know, sad stuff. They're raving about Dewey, who helped each of them in, you know, ways. Gail's near tears all of a sudden. Now, I don't know if it's this kind of show or what, but you have one option. Oh, we have a live caller. Oh, it's Ghostface. That's fine. Of course. you. I I don't know if that's a little like. No, no, no. Like yes. I, I see, that's the thing. If it's like, if it's morning talk show, I mean, I guess they do that. No, but that's and then more it's late streaming. Night. Everything's streaming live while it's yes. happening. There's like a real time sort so of. So that's option one. It. Option two is question from the audience. You know, Wendy Williams style. Can you imagine, like, how you doing, Gail? Um, right. So then, so then, someone's <laughs> in the audience, and he, uh, Ghostface, has paid him or her or something to say like some terrible thing or something, and. I don't know. There's like a scare in the crowd with this this stranger, you know, and all of a sudden someone dies in the crowd. I don't know. There's got to be something. Please, directors and writers, give me something. I want to see Gail in her studio. I feel like we have known Gail for 26 years now. She's wanted this. We've never really we've never seen her at home. We've seen her at home briefly with Dewey in four, but I've never seen Gail living alone. I think it could be really fun. If we somehow see a little bit of her alone, her, her, I could just see a wall of all of her notes and all of her whatever, but I want to see Gail chased again, like in two. I just want anyone chased because we haven't had a good chase in a while, but how fun would it be if we have a little nod to scream two when she's running through the studio at school, she's running through her talk show studio, maybe with some of the others and hiding amongst the equipment. Like just all I, all I ask is please give me some talk show 
stuff. Something's got to happen. In another perfect world, we have not only, sure, Skeet Ulrich can come back. I want to see his dad from, from Scream 1. And like, I want- Where is the dad? Where's where the dad? is the dad? I'm and still I upset that, that actor is. I know, he's around. You know he's around. I'm still upset we never really like got actual closure with Sid's dad in 4. Apparently, like, right. apparently he was alive, but then they away, just said right? he, he died. And like, there's yeah, no, you know. And as you know, at least the early films, and even now this one, it's all about like family. There's like family history going on. Uh, well, Scream is always about family. And here's the thing about family. Here's the thing about family. Family can be really sticky. And you know what else oh, is yeah. sticky? Stickers. Stickers <laughs> are sticky. There you go. And here on the channel, we are sponsored by riotstickers.com. Uh, we are doing a special promotion with riotstickers.com. Let me tell you a little bit about it. Basically, for $79, you can get a thousand stickers. As you can see, they do great work. Look at this banner it's that so was great. printed. Yeah, they do do it. Sharpie Riot does a great job. So, so these stickers right here, they have a UV coating. They're printed on vinyl. They are waterproof. They are weatherproof. Like I said, a thousand stickers, $79. That's seven cents per sticker, three inches by three inches. The only place you can get this deal is with the link in the description. That's riotstickers.com backslash from us f-r-u-m-e-s-s that's riotstickers.com backslash from us it's the only way you are going to get this incredible deal and let me tell you something you can go and search on the internet you are not going to find a better deal on stickers so if you have something that you want to put on a sticker or a logo just like this is my logo right here you got a logo you want to put on go to riotstickers.com slap it on let's play the 60 second less than jake theme song we will be right back with our friend mark as we continue to talk about scream six froze mark froze what happened something happened there he is are you there can you hear us oh no you're you are muted i can't hear you oh let's try it again hello 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 no you are muted here mark real quick i'm gonna kick you out come right back in i'll i'll, I'll, I'll i'm gonna kick you out real quick mark will be right back something happened to him on the stream so where were we? We're talking about Scream 6, the new trailer. Let's talk about actually watching the, the trailer. You know, they, um, they, they, they give, they don't give too much away. We know that they're in the subway. We know that there's a bunch of ghost faces. Who knows if it's a teaser? Who knows if it's the opening? I want to believe that it's taking place during Halloween, the, the West Side Halloween, the, the West Village Halloween Parade. That's what I really think. 
Hello. Hi, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay, that was weird. Uh, that was, sometimes, uh, hey, things happen. Things yeah, happen. Yeah, I don't know. Um, but I'm back. Did, did you finish? I'm sorry. Did you you finish your? You, you, we were talking My about rant? family. Yeah. Did you? No, no, no. Did you have? Was there anything more to the plot? That no, we, no. That, yeah, that I would just love for Samantha to meet. Uh, I think his name is Hank Loomis. I should know because I right her grandfather. Yes, her grandfather. And you know, if Skeet's back, I know this will never happen, guys. But man, wouldn't it be so awesome to just see a sliver of grandmom? Because she's one of my favorite killers, Mrs. Loomis. I would just love. Well, oh, just for, have like uh, just, uh, her her right? ghost appear too. Oh, please, please, <laughs> Jeff, please. Or, or they don't have to be together. They don't have to like stand there being like Sam, you know. But if if grandma's just. I don't that know. That is crazy. Grandma, son, and granddaughter, all killers. Here, here's, okay, realistically, because Laurie Metcalf, she's an Oscar nominee now. She's probably right. like, oh, that was fun when I did Scream 2, but I'm good. Right. But right. I just want someone to mention her because I didn't love in five. The only killer mentioned was Billy Loomis when, you know, we had Mrs. Loomis. And also, you know, I know he's kind of polarizing, but Sydney's you know, half brother Roman was a pretty, a Roman pretty huge killer. Roman masterminded everything. Man. So he was the Edward Palpatine of the whole situation, right? So, and and, and <laughs> you, I'm sure you've seen the new poster, Jeff. The subway map. Have you checked that out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You sent that to me, and yes. I love it. I think it's great. And because well, you know, they have not only all the victims, but all the killers, and they all point to Wait, Sam. What? I didn't notice that. Oh yeah, the killers are at the top. So Sam, some Sam Carpenter. Is yeah. the biggest circle. So it, that's why I'm like, wait a minute. Are they wait now? Hold on. I got to yeah, pull, pull it up. this poster back up because I don't, I do, I didn't see that in there. I wasn't yeah. looking that close. So it's what I love is, and this is interesting. What yeah, I love break is it down for us. Break it down for us as I pull it up. Go ahead. It's every character, uh, every character that has died. Excuse me. So we don't see gotcha. Sydney and we don't see Gail, you know, anyone who survived. But we at the very top, in the biggest circle. So it's, you know, like a kind of a subway map, different lines. I, it's cute how right. they do one, two, three, four, five, six, and six is in construction, they say. <laughs> right. Um, but right. so it's the shape of Ghostface, and every stop is a victim. And they even have the That's officers really from different films. But so the so Sam Carpenter, our lead, is at the top, which that immediately you're like, wait a minute. So are they saying that she dies? Which that could be an interesting twist to the franchise. Us knowing that our lead will die. We just don't know how she will die, right? That's interesting. But that so every dot closest to Sam Carpenter is a killer. It says Billy Loomis. It says Amber oh Freeman. from uh, looking. Oh my God. Yeah, zoom in, baby. Map, dude. Hold yeah, on. zoom in. Pull that uh -huh. in. Pulling that, pulling that ish up right now. Right? It says Billy, Amber, Mickey, Jill, and Roman. Those were the last killers of their oh, movies. Oh, dude. But, you know. I thought these were subway stops. I wasn't even looking that close. Here we go. <laughs> this is So this is the poster. And by the way, can we just talk for a minute about the ridiculousness? The whole time they've been doing Scream 1, they've been doing 2, mm -hmm. 3, 4. Mm -hmm. Then they just do Scream, and now you're going to switch over to Roman numerals? Yeah, it's where's a little weird. Scream? Or where's my, where's my, my Scrix? My scream or my <laughs> my screex, like you know, like or my six cream or something. It's like it's weird to do scream and then you know have that at the end. I don't know. Uh oh, did Mark Mark froze again? Mark Mark is frozen. He'll come. He'll either come back or maybe I'm frozen. It's very possible that I could be the frozen one. We'll see. We're gonna find out in about two seconds. This thing will reset. 
don't you hate it when that happens? No, it was it was it was definitely Mark. It was not me. Can you hear me? There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I, thought, I thought I froze. No, no, don't worry. Usually that's me who that happens to. Yeah. Um, what was I gonna oh can yeah, you, you still go. hear me? Yeah, here's the screen. We have one, two, three, four, five, six in construction. Yeah. This is a brilliant poster. I know, isn't it? Yeah, well, I'm sorry. What we, we were talking, what I was talking, I was complaining about the Roman numerals and why we didn't get six cream or whatever. Yeah, what I was going to say, Jeff, what I'm thinking is I actually don't mind this. It's clever. You know, I, totally yeah, I mean, it folds in. It folds I, in. I totally know what you mean because I love the numbers. I just kind of, I liked how, you know, they weren't trying to do something different. It's just two, three, four. You know, I, this, seeing this though, it just makes me wish with five, why didn't you just do the red V? Then you still can call it Scream, but at least you're showing us the five, right? So, right. I don't know. Well, one thing for certain, first of all, this is really cool. So uh, Mark, Mark might already said this, and I just wasn't paying close enough attention. So if he did, forgive me. <laughs> um, but yeah, so each, so it, 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 now that I see a visual representation, I really sort of get what they're doing here. The, the red the red line, the one, is that everybody who died in one is on the yeah. one stop. Everybody who died in fives on the five stop, like that sort of thing. Everybody who died in two is on the two stop three. It's all, it's all color coded here. And as Mark said, all, everything seems to begin or at least sort seems to all stem from Sam Carpenter. Mm -hmm. Here's how I determined, this is what I determined from that. Now here's the one interesting thing. A couple interesting observations here. Observation number one is, and you see Kirby Reed is closed yeah. mm -hmm. because she survived. Um, okay, here's my here here's my breakdown of what I'm seeing. Who are the closest people to Sam Carpenter? All the killers. Yeah. Yep, mm -hmm. that's right? what I was saying. Yeah, well, that's what you were you were saying. That so, I think that is ample evidence that Sam Carpenter is indeed, as we've already preluded to. It's not this isn't this isn't a, a revelation because we saw her kill someone at the end of the first movie. You know, motivated right. by her father's goat by the ghost of her father. So. It's obvious that Sam is probably going to turn into Ghostface, and maybe that's what it's about. Maybe they're all triggered by the Ghostface on Halloween or something or whatever, something that's slowly pushing Sam to become Ghostface. So Scream 6 is all about Sam becoming Ghostface yeah, that's or going cool. on a rampage as Ghostface and being able to hide it, and that will eventually give way to what happens into Scream 7, and you have Tara, Jenny, Jenna Ortega as Tara, who, who will basically become the new Sydney. Yeah. I, I love that. And even if, here's the thing, Sam only needs to kill one person. Cause maybe there's a, a dueling ghost face, you know, and there's another, True. you know, like she's just got to kill one person. I want there to be though. I, it doesn't oh. make any sense. Why is there a ghost face? The only ghost face that should be in New York, in my opinion, in my personal opinion, it would be Sam. I don't know why would why would there be another how many fucking copycats you're going to target the same group of people? Okay, that well that I just doesn't work for me. That's interesting. Okay, well with my idea for what for my version of five, which sure. my short is sort of the opening of it that's right. set in New York. My killers would have been okay. Let me think. So actually. In my version, Kirby is definitely dead. She's not coming back. And so the uh, Gail's intern um, actually is Kirby's sister. So there is a killer from her younger sister, you know. And so I had that the, this girl's in New York, but she is from Woodsboro. It's kind of hard to do scream killers where there isn't some connection to Woodsboro, right? So my right. two killers so actually were two work? women. 
So it was Kirby's sister in my version. And then it was the actress. Cause in my version, they are making a stab TV series because right. obviously TV is King. And so right. everything's being rebooted into TV. So they are making a TV series of it. And the right. actress, it's in the office with the, uh, with the, the absolutely. secretary or whoever, what is she, what is her yep. exact or something? Or the exec and her assistant. Yep. Right. Uh-huh. Right. And right. so in my like kind of feature idea, the killer reveal would be, not only Kirby's sister as like this production intern, but the actress playing Sydney's mom. So we tie into mom and how deranged Ooh. would it be if mom actress and Sydney are fighting and she's deranged and she's saying, come to mommy and all that stuff. So I kind of thought that, so, you know, yeah. Who could the killer be this time? I mean, it would be Sam and there's gotta be someone in New York that's tied to Woodsboro or else, or else we get what we got with five where, yeah, they're, well, Richie was not from Woodsboro. He was just a deranged fan, which wasn't bad, but was not an exciting review. Okay, I'll tell me. you this. Okay, how about this? I yeah. Here's what I would accept. Here's what I would find acceptable personally. Yeah. I could imagine Sam falling for somebody who has the, who is either has, um, uh, uh, what's it called? Homicidal tendencies or psychopathic tendencies like her mm-hmm. and is maybe already, already murdering people or something that normalizes the idea of being a killer. Oh, interesting. And that makes her flirt with and eventually decide to become Ghostface herself. So maybe Scream 6 doesn't actually deal with a ghost face killer until maybe the end where she, you know, turns into that. She, she accepts that mantle. Yeah. Uh, and that the whole time she's like, she's like slowly unraveling and sort of like allowing herself to, to cross that line. And maybe someone she is, um, you know, intimate with is the, uh, the catalyst yeah. that pushes her over. So it's, so, so in that way, I find it very plausible that you could continue the scream thing. People are being murdered. You're having your whole slasher party, but then the ghost face element comes in at the end and it's like, it's very unconventional. It's different. It's, it's bold. It's daring. And no one's going to expect it. Even if people are pissed off that they don't have ghost face for the majority of the film. Mm. But at the end of the day, ghost face was never really the draw. It was always the, the thing that people love about scream is the mystery, the whodunit aspect yeah. of it all. Mm-hmm. And if, as long as you have that, you know, interesting enough and you have the characters carrying over from screen five, that why couldn't you, why couldn't you have, uh, why couldn't it be that way? And then at the very end, her, 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 you know, her significant other, this person that sort of opened this door for her, helped her to like step through fully. She, the door is already open, but helped her step through the door. They die in some tragic way. They're, you know, only, it's only Sam who sees her, her, uh, her paramour as a misunderstood individual. Right. Mm. Like, you're uh, like, I, he, like, they're not bad. You know, they're just, they're just misunderstood and I understand them. And then when that is, when that person is taken from her, that allows her to fully be consumed by the darkness of her father. Who's there in her ear. Maybe even the individual like is stifling her father's voice. And then the father's voice comes back in full sway. I mean, there's so much there. And obviously, you know, this is all incredibly speculative, but again, like I said, that's what I would need for them to really just do something um, fresh, daring, 
something that's solid, something that yeah. that is worthy of Scream. Because what was Scream all about? It was about you know subverting expectations, and mm-hmm. and that's what Kevin Williamson is all about. And so I want to hope that something in that kind of sauce is going to be involved. Yeah, that's really interesting. And uh, you know, as you were talking and and explaining that, I was envisioning this could be kind of cool and sick to see like a death, you know, mid movie where the killer is not wearing a mask. Like, whoa, you know, like that. We've never seen that before. That only really happens at the very end, you know, during the reveal. So that's pretty cool. And also, I was remembering, um, uh, I'll quickly throw out this. They've released two pictures of Ghostface from this new movie. One was when the teaser came out and one was just the other day kind of standing uh, at night in front of a church which looks cool but the first one did you see it it shows um Haven't. a ghost face with a really old mask kind of like oh, a really? michael myers-esque you know it's really crumbly so like what do you some people are like oh is that from a, a, a new stab iteration kind of mocking halloween which that could be something or some people are like oh is this like the original Billy mask that all right, I'm, ready? I'm gonna of... tie all this shit what together you for you right now. I'm gonna tie this all together. I'm gonna tie together yours to okay. mine Love to it. that mask, and then we're gonna wrap it up because we have to move over to your show. Yes, okay. So we're gonna this that's what we're gonna do. We're at 49 minutes, which is perfect. So ready? Ready okay. for this? How we're gonna wrap up the show. Okay. Mark Hat was so on the ball. They cut co- they come to New York, right? The reason the thing that brings them to New York is Gail's show. Mm-hmm. for the survivors and they all agree to do it for some ridiculous reason whatever reason that gets them over they all decide to do it that's what brings kirby back the mask is brought the mask is procured from some evidence locker mm-hmm. or there's some sort of person there who is you know this is like uh an uber uh an, an uber woodsboro killer you know um enthusiast Expert. yeah who has procured the mask, the original mask, right? In some way, shape, or form, you know, I guess these things remain in evidence, but I feel like people are able to, you know, they get a hold of memorabilia in in whatever way, in the way that people are probably into Charles Manson memorabilia, like that sort of vibe. So you have like a Manson historian, except it's for the Woodsboro scene, and they bring the mask. That's what brings the mask element in. Then... While they're there, that's when Sam meets this paramour who is murderous and sort of pulls her through to the other side. All of this is happening on Halloween. As they're seeing Ghostface, people start dying, and it's because of this, it's because of this lover that Sam has. And Sam slowly allows herself to be sort of consumed by it. And maybe her mode again, her motivation is because, like, you know this person like keeps my father's voice out of my head, you know, and like that, all that, then that person is killed. Mm. Right. And that's what sends Sam over the edge. Sam doesn't get caught. However, she does t- get a hold of that mask at some point. Some that's, that's something I don't know how that happens, but at some point, obviously the, the historian is just like totally like, you know, begging to, you know, get slashed, slice and dice. Cause that's what would happen in a, in a horror film. Right. So yeah. ha- they get, they get, they get got, and Sam gets the mask. And then at the end of the movie or whatever, she puts on the mask and she becomes, she truly becomes Ghostface. And that's what, oh, that, and then it's a cliffhanger that opens yeah. the door to Scream 7. 
the last Ooh. shot could just be her with the mask on looking right at camera. Oh, why yeah. not? Yeah, that's why good, not? Jeff. And as you were talking, the last thing I'll say, I swear, sure. go ahead, is go ahead. when they first announced six, my immediate thought for a, a motive for a killer could be, and I don't know, maybe you'll think this is cheesy. This is the first time in Scream history that we have so many female survivors. Usually it was always just Sydney and Gail and a couple guys. Well, Sydney, Gail, Dewey, you know, we did have that uh, at the end of four, Judy but she died. So right. we have a bunch of girls. So I was actually thinking, and this was back when I thought Nev was coming back. Um, but at least we have Kirby. There are so many returning females that I thought, Oh, what if there's a deranged fan, not just a stab fan, you know, we just did that, but just a horror movie fan who's sure. been watching this story saying, but who's going to be the final girl. There's so many girls. I oh, want to decide. Oh. Right, oh, and it goes I like into it. that. I like it. You could right, that, and you could fold that into the thing, into yes. the Frankenstein thing. It works perfectly. Let's hope. Let's see. Now, you know, obviously, um, Mark will be back on the show. Oh, thank in, you. Yeah, in March after we both watch Scream Six to break it down and talk about it. Is Mark? Yeah. Mark will be the official from us Scream correspondent. <laughs> thank you. I appreciate <laughs> it. I love that. I dub you the Scream correspondent. And we will we will be back to see if any of our predictions came true. I yeah. suppose we should officially end with: Does the trailer leave you excited for what is coming? Are you are you intrigued? Is your, yes, your I think. I think it's a great trailer. It gives me, like I said, Dressed to Kill. It gives me uh, that sure. great season two premiere of The Following, a Kevin Williamson show that was really good in its early years. Right. So I'm into it. Now, Jeff, do you think you're going to watch the full trailer when it comes out, or are you going to just end it here at the teaser? I'm definitely going to end it here at the teaser. I think the reason why I watched this trailer when I made such a big fuss about not watching any of the screen trailers, I didn't see a single screen trailer for wow. Screen 5. Yeah. Um, the reason why I decided to watch the teaser is because I was so I was pretty let down by Scream Five, okay. so I was like, you need, I need something, I need something to to pull me in." And you know, again, I saw all my, I saw, I was like, "Okay, my girl Jenna is there." Oh yeah, um, everybody's, you know, everybody's back. Okay, I'm in. Let's do well, this. Let's. Do I just, this. I just remembered. Seriously, yes. for real. Last thing. My only worry with this is between this teaser and then there was that leaked photo where it showed Kirby with the gang. There are a few moments where it's like the whole gang is together, and I'm a little weary of that. We've never really like think of all the scream films we don't always see like the all four or five survivors together in one scene and this movie seems to be doing it a couple times so i'm just putting it out there like i'm excited but i'm keeping expectations in a safe place we gotta you know? do that listen everybody go follow mark he's got he's got all he's got a lot of links to a lot of things but yeah. check out release rewind podcast no release date rewind yes I forget that. it's release date rewind <laughs> Link is in the description. Go follow them. Check out the episodes we did. Mark does an episode every month, and he, he really, you know, while as I just randomly go live and just blah, 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 Mark is on the other side of things where he spends so much time and, like, really puts a lot of tender, loving care into each and every episode that he does. It's you know, exhausting. It's exa I'm sure it's <laughs> exhausting. That's why I don't do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just go, okay, it's done. Not to the next one, not to the next one. Right. But um, no, but check check them out. There's a lot of thought, thoughtful discourse. And you know, he goes through the stats of the movie and 
like what's going on at the time, like pop culture wise. It's really, it's, it's a really great sort of entry point into like those movies, like the cinema, yeah. the cinematic history of those movies. So check that out. As always, we say peace, hair grease, and um, check out the Patreon. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to put up my Patreon thing. You can click out of this and then I'm going to end it and I'll jump onto your show and I'll see you momentarily. I'll see you there. Thank you, Jeff. Bye. Peace and hair grease. Peace and hair grease. Okay. That is, uh, that, that was so great to have Mark on the show. He, he really does. He, I love his energy. Um, uh, so join us, join us over on his channel or no, I think, I think maybe he's going to prep that episode for, I don't know how he's going to do it. We'll, we'll figure it all out. In any case, please support us on Patreon. Uh, especially right now because Patreon is, is how I'm going to fix my broken keyboard. My, my keyboard is broken. So, um, you know, buy a coffee, do the Patreon, buy a t-shirt. I'm sorry to, uh, I, I really don't like to push these things too hard, but I do when I gotta, you know, so it's freaking it's hard to make a buck these days. Hard to make a buck. Okay. That is, that is that. Let me, let me, uh, where is it? Where is it? Darn it. There. Hey guys, what's going on? It's Jeff. So I've decided to make a Patreon. What is Patreon? I don't know how to define a Patreon. Let me look it up. Patreon is a membership platform that makes it very easy for creators to get paid for the things that they're already creating. I want to do it full-time. I want this to be my full-time job. In my efforts to make that happen, I've set up this platform. Is it going to work? Is it going to be successful? I don't know. But I would rather try and crash and burn than not try at all. The goal is to create enough passive revenue so that I can continue to do this full-time, uninterrupted. Why? Because I love to do this. I love creating content. I love making videos. I love shooting films. I love doing podcasts. In case you couldn't tell, I love to talk and I never shut the fuck up. <laughs> so right now I've kept the Patreon incredibly simple. There's two tiers and that may change in the future. The Murdergram is a simple way to extend support for all of the hours and hours of free content on the channel for nothing more than a dollar. 38 cents goes to Patreon. What's a buck 38, eh? It's less than a cup of coffee. But it's a great way that you can show support for very little effort. When you divide that $1.38 by the hours and hours and hours of time spent listening to this endless drivel of content, the dollar cost average works out. Next up is the YouTube casualty for $6.66. The YouTube casualty is loaded to the gills. Enjoy the archive ad-free as well as ad-free early access to special docu-style podcast videos, music reaction commentaries, and the like a month before they drop on YouTube, loaded with ads, I might add. You're also going to get exclusive content and behind-the-scenes content that is not available on YouTube or anywhere else. So you get to peek behind the veil. And believe me, there's a couple of choice pieces. Most of all, more than anything, whether you join the Patreon or not, I just want to thank each and every one of you that comes to the channel, that watches all the shows, that leaves comments, that participates, that subscribes. That's really the most important thing. This is just trying to find a way to earn a living as an artist. And with that, thank you for my TED Talk. Join the Patreon, because we need you! 66 cents.